faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. When lunatic white liberal Democrats lose the support of Al Sharpton, when Al Sharpton's like, uh, no, you know the wheels are coming off. But that's exactly what just happened. Last week, Nancy Pelosi told American athletes not to question the Chinese government or speak ill of its various enslavements, genocides, concentration camps, and the like. You're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do. It would have been unthinkable 20 years ago for a leader of either party, Democrat or Republican, to say such a thing about a communist government. Our leaders were actually supposed to disavow communists back then and condemn them. This marks a real pivot in America being a defender of freedom in the world. But you know what was heard in China when she said that? Let me translate how the Communist Party, the leadership of the party, would have taken that. America will not back. This is the message from Nancy Pelosi. America will not back or stick up for any athlete that makes the mistake of questioning the Chinese government while over there, while in the Chinese government's clutches. We won't back you. We won't support you. You're on your own, so you better keep your mouth shut. That's how the Chinese took that. And that's how she meant it. It was far more than just a capitulation to China's authoritarian regime. She could have easily said, any American who speaks out and is trifled with by China will meet the full force of the American Democrat-controlled government. Sanctions, punishments. Look, folks, we are China's number one trading partner. We buy more stuff from them than anyone else on Earth. We hold all the cards. When she says the Chinese government to the athletes is ruthless, and yeah, you don't want to make them mad, what she's saying, and the Chinese hear this loud and clear, is if your ruthless government messes with our athletes, well, they'll just suffer the consequences. We won't do a thing. Believe me, the Chinese government understood perfectly what she meant. So did anybody who's savvy, like Al Sharpton. You know, you've lost the thread as a party and your damn mind when you lose Al Sharpton. But she did over the weekend. I respectfully disagree uh, with the speaker here, and I, and I usually am supportive of her, because you cannot normalize what they're doing in China. And to go there and act like all is well is to normalize some very brutal, uh, brutal behavior. I think that it would be incumbent on them to say, this is not the way the world ought to be functioning. So we're supposed to leave our principles of protest uh, at the uh, 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 when we check in at customs? I don't think so. We need to let China know you live in a world that human rights is non-negotiable. Sharpton, I'm shocked to say, nails it when he explains what Nancy Pelosi's doing here. And listen, he's a savvy political operator. He knows what she's doing. He said you do not normalize China's brutality. That is exactly what she was doing on purpose. Understand that it is now the unspoken policy of the Democrat Party to not only normalize China's brutality, 
but to support it and duplicate it here. Think about it this way. Nancy Pelosi saying that is powerful because she's the number three ranking Democrat ruler in the country. But she's not the first. Joe Biden openly supported loading Uyghurs and Buddhists onto trains, just like the Jews were loaded onto trains by Nazis in Germany and taken to concentration camps. Never forget this. Folks, it was the single most stunning political statement still today that any elected leader in this country has ever made that I have ever heard. Remember the background on this? Mainstream media had broken the story and CNN ran with it. They had gotten satellite photos of the Uyghurs and the Buddhists being loaded onto trains and taken to concentration camps. And Anderson Cooper did a cushy town hall with Joe Biden, asking him no hard questions. So Cooper lobs him a softball. So, you know, we got these uh, folks being shipped to concentration camps in China. He expects Joe's going to condemn this, right? It's a total softball. But Joe doesn't. He says they need to do it for unity. Here's Joe's answer. You know, Chinese leaders, if you know anything about Chinese history... It has always been the time when China has been victimized by the outer world is when they haven't been unified at home. So the central, to vastly overstated, the central principle of Xi Jinping is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China. And he uses his rationale for the things he does based on that. I point out to him, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't reflect the values of the United States. I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs in western mountains of of, uh, China and Taiwan trying to end the one China policy by making it forceful. He gets it. Culturally, there are different norms at each country and their leaders are expected to follow. Again, Biden had just been asked by Anderson Cooper specifically about the Uyghurs being loaded onto trains and taken to concentration camps. Cooper knew what a disaster this answer was, so he quickly moved on. He didn't follow up. Bottom line, y'all, our globalist elites endorse all of this, and they're barely even hiding it anymore. Here's ESPN commentator AJ and Dandy over the weekend addressing what Pelosi said and praising it. If this was just an offhand comment, that'd be one thing. But CNN was so enthused about it, they ran it over and over in their promo. Who are we to criticize China's human rights records when we have ongoing uh, attacks by the agents of the state against unarmed citizens and we've got assaults on the voting rights? So sports, I think it is possible and it's necessary more than ever to just shut everything out if you are to enjoy the actual games themselves. Translation. Who are we to criticize a little genocide when Americans force voters to show their IDs? Um, okay. Across polls, folks, the average of black voters supporting voter ID, about 70%. Our country isn't remotely comparable to China because nobody here disappears for disagreeing with the government. Well, yet. The bottom line is this. The Democrats are well on their way to creating a Chinese-style system. A softer version of this system is already in place. People get canceled. They don't end up dead yet. They don't disappear in the middle of the night yet. They just get what we call canceled. But never doubt that the Democrats admire the Chinese-style system and desperately want to have it here. Which brings us to this weekend, an historic weekend. 
a real turning point that I know I will look back on in a couple of years if I'm still asking, how do we get here? This was the weekend when it became nakedly obvious to the whole world that the left and the global elites are attempting to jump their system of cancellation, which right now is in full force on social media, trying to jump it into the financial system. In other words, increase the penalties for wrong think. Establish the idea that cancellation and censorship as a punishment on social media is not enough. Your ability to transact financially has to be taken from you. And that's exactly what this GoFundMe battle was about. Like every cancellation, every case of censorship and repression by leftist elites is a test. They're constantly watching to see how we respond. We didn't. And that's why GoFundMe figured they could just steal all the money. See, this has been going on for a while. GoFundMe first froze the funds of the Canadian truckers back on the 24th of January and started hassling them for a spending plan. While, yes, the trucker protest is Canadian, GoFundMe is an American company. It's headquartered in California. Republican leadership said not a damn thing, not a single peep out of our side. And folks, this is a perfect story to illustrate because back then on the 25th, GoFundMe had only frozen $3.7 million. By this weekend, it had moved up to $10 million, and they were like, well, you know, we could just return the money as they have in the past when they've objected to a charity. They just reversed the donations. They did it on the wall, build the wall fund. I got my donation back from GoFundMe. So they've done that before. They said, well, you know, we'll go a step further because... Uh, nobody on the right, and particularly in Republican leadership in America, seems to care. So they said, no, we'll keep the money. We'll just keep it. We'll send it to other charities. They did that to make sure the money wasn't rerouted through organizations like Give, Send, Go. If they sent the money back, it might have just been donated another way. The reason they did that is because they were emboldened by our utter lack of response in this country. And folks, this is why I keep saying the authoritarianism in the world right now Every aspect of it that we are we, we are battling is an export of the United States of America. It's our tech companies that do a lot of the censoring for these governments. And I'm not talking about North Korea. I'm talking about Germany. I'm talking about Australia. It's GoFundMe and others like that. American exports include we are the number one exporter of tyranny in the world right now. Bar none. We are the number one exporter of speech control. Bar none. So watch What had to happen? There's a familiar pattern here. GOP leadership said nothing. Not a word out of Mitch McConnell. Not a word out of Kevin McCarthy. Not a word out of the ranking number two, Steve Scalise. Why? Because Mitch McConnell, McCarthy, and Scalise all have leadership packs that let them, you know, get their own Congress members loyal to them by paying the bills for their campaign, right? Those leadership packs are loaded with tech money. They... McCarthy, although don't let them fool you, McConnell, they will let them silence you completely. Anything to keep the money running. So this is how we ended up in that bizarre position. So how did this end this weekend? Watch what happened. This is so familiar from the Trump era. When the Republican leadership would not lift a finger to stop the persecution or the censorship of its own voters. Not one iota of a thing would it do. So who had to fight every single battle? Trump. 
And it used to drive me insane because our side had piggyback. We'd watch how Trump was doing fighting a battle nobody was helping with him with. And half the GOP was 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 secretly undermining him on. And we, we'd critique how he was handling it. I'm like, get off your butt and do it yourself. Well, look what's happening. The same pattern with Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, not the guy who should have re- led the response on this. I mean, I'm glad he is. This should have come from Republican leadership, should have come from a united party um, that stands a good chance of taking over Congress. But no. Ron DeSantis had to do it. This is what's going to happen, folks. Ron DeSantis is going to have to do everything. He's out there fighting the immigration thing uh, with Joe Biden last week, threatening to take the business licenses of anybody who transports illegals. They're trying to get that through the legislature. Now he's got to go after GoFundMe. The Republican leadership won't act. So by the time we're done, every major issue we are facing, including censorship and persecution, is going to have to be handled by Ron DeSantis while the party leadership just watches and sticks their finger up their nose. So DeSantis threatens to sue and criminally go after, or, you know, Florida's government does, go after GoFundMe, and they decided they'll reverse the money. Well, uh, within hours, Give, Send, Go was seeing, you know, a million-dollar surge um, in its donations. It's been around since 2015. Well, guess what? Social media turns around and bans Give, Send, Go, so you can't post it. Then Give, Send, Go comes under a major DOS attack that makes it hard for it to operate. So where are we today? Ah, woke up this morning well on our way to needing a parallel economy, parallel financial system, parallel uh, dollar, digital dollar transfer system just to donate to a charity if you're a normal. And you know what enrages me about this? We're still asleep on our side. I get these morons on my text line. Whoa, whoa, that's private business. And they can do what they want. And so I'll just... Um, cancel myself by going over here and using this rickety platform that's under attack and barely works because I don't deserve to have the same right to use the uh, financial system. Folks, what the people on our side making that stupid argument fail to realize is that when you make that argument and you act that way, it makes it easy for the left to terrorize these corporations. They have no ability. These corporate these corporations, you don't know any corporation that cuts us off. You don't know if they're doing it out of some sort of belief they actually have or out of terror of the left. Look how terrified these corporations are. Look at Target, for example. They have been looted and robbed and terrorized by Black Lives Matter. They donated a huge chunk of some, a sum of money to Black Lives Matter. Well, Black Lives Matter is under investigation in two states for fraudulently using that money. And nobody's asked for it back. These corporations don't dare. They're for their headquarters to be burned to the ground. So when our side says, whoa, 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 you know, they can make their own decisions. They're not making their own decisions. We have allowed a hostage situation where these corporations are so terrified. It is unknowable uh, whether they're just trying to survive the violence the left gets away with or if they're really seriously acting on some sort of belief system. But the left watched our response this weekend as it gradually upped the ante. And here's what they learned. Our leadership is completely bankrupt as a Republican Party. Will not fight back in any way. Won't even fight back, probably, when their own campaign commercials are canceled. But they learned that Ron DeSantis will. But that's pitifully little. He's just one governor. What I learned is that we're going to need a parallel economy to continue even protesting. Folks, do you realize something? GoFundMe, as of this morning, before I recorded this, is still accepting donations from Black Lives Matter 
including the L.A. chapter, which is under criminal investigation by two states attorney generals, including the attorney general of California for criminal fraud. You could still donate to it, even though the address they gave for that donations is fraudulent. There's no Black Lives Matter headquarters there. It doesn't have a board anymore. And the co-founder, we are learning, bought yet another mansion in Canada. That'd be an improper, illegal use of the funds. But guess what? You could still donate. In fact, it never went down. Not even after the National Police Benevolent Association reported that more than 20 people had been killed in joint Antifa Black Lives Matter protest, that 1,500 buildings had been completely destroyed in Minnesota alone. That's half a billion dollars worth of damage. That more than $2 billion worth of damage had been done across the country by these joint protests. And guess what? As of this morning, you can still donate to Antifa too. Isn't that incredible? That would be the same Antifa that was barricading federal buildings, blocking people from getting in the very same so-called crime they're accusing the very peaceful Canadian truck drivers of. And they didn't burn anything down or kill anybody. Fox News business analyst Degan McDowell made a great point on this. Well, GoFundMe not only allowed that fundraiser for um, someone who was operating within the autonomous zone in Seattle, they promoted it knowing full well that there were assaults and rapes going on within that lawless zone, number one. It's astonishing that the people at GoFundMe would even have the conversation about taking the money that was raised for the truckers and deciding that they would just give it to a cause they found noble. Not only is, is that illegal, but who in their right mind would think it was tenable? That being said, we here and in all of North America need to support all of these truckers. So don't buy GoFundMe's excuse that they can't support lawbreaking, i.e., you know, in the form of the blockade by the Canadian truckers. That's simply not true. They've supported that. And much more, up to and including the killing of 20 people. So that's what was established this weekend. That we are only allowed to transact in our own parallel economy. That the sites that do it will be under attack and will be barred and banned from social media. Making any kind of fundraising drive or any kind of digital drive or just the use of money very difficult. It's where we're headed. And since there was barely a response from anybody but Ron DeSantis... It's where we'll go, which leads me to the final story from this weekend that you need to pay attention to because another huge thing happened. Remember when they first canceled Alex Jones, took him off social media two years ago? Zero Hedge followed and everyone on our side went, well, it's okay. Alex Jones is a little nuts and, you know, Zero Hedge. Well, you know, they could do whatever they want. They're social media companies, right? No, no, that won't happen to rational publications with good reputations. Well, it just did. Did you see what's happening with the British Medical Journal? The British Medical Journal did a remarkable thing. An American whistleblower who was in charge of the Pfizer trials at two contractors for Pfizer, the drug trials, came to the British Medical Journal with a bunch of internal documents. They were shocking. They showed that two contractors testing the Pfizer vaccine had buried child and pregnant women deaths, severe injuries, and general side effects. In other words, kept those out of the trial data to make the shot look safe. 
you got to be a cold, evil, cruel person to facilitate the use of a shot that hurts pregnant women and children and potentially kills them. She couldn't find a taker for her whistleblower documentation in the United States where we live in terror. She had to go all the way to the British Medical Journal. They published the whole thing. This wasn't a rumor. She proved it dead to rights. The story was published months ago. You ever hear about it? Nope. It was effectively blacked out here, in part because Facebook labeled it as false and misinformation and then threatened its users against reposting it. Ditto for Twitter, which did a similar thing. And nobody knows. So understand what's just happened here. We went from, well, we'll just cancel this conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones, nobody miss him, to, hey, in less than two years, canceling the British Medical Journal, which is now announced over the weekend they're going to sue Facebook. The British Medical Journal folks probably, well, definitely among the five most, foremost medical journals on earth. Up there in the rarefied air with Lancet, the American Medical Journal, the New England Medical Journal. It's a big deal. So we've gone from canceling Alex Jones, conspiracy theorists, to canceling the mainstream British Medical Journal for telling the truth. Which simply means that anyone in anything now can be canceled for questioning the leftist narrative. It doesn't matter how much credibility you have or what your track record is or what the CVs of the people running you say or if you were the most talented and widely recognized person in your field. You can and will be wiped out. And pretty soon, given the precedent we sent this, we, we saw this week with GoFundMe, you'll be wiped out financially too, unable to transact. We got here. Folks, don't forget this. We got here from the deplatforming and cancellation of Alex Jones in just two years. In just two years, we went from, well, Alex Jones is kind of a conspiracy theorist, so we're just going to broom him uh, and take him off of all the social media platforms simultaneously to, hey, we're taking down the British Medical Journal. Again, one of the top five on earth. And now look what's happening. Take just today, for instance. What's trending on Twitter? Russell Brand a longtime Hollywood actor and liberal big supporter of the Labor Party in his home country. Those folks are socialists. And guess who? Tulsi Gabbard. She's trending too. She endorsed Bernie Sanders. Neither of these people is one of us. Not by a long shot. But then again, neither is Joe Rogan. He also endorsed Bernie Sanders. What are all the three of them up for cancellation for? Well, Brand made the mistake of supporting the truckers, as part of a class-based rebellion system. He has tremendous sympathy, as do I, ironically, with the working class. And so being a good Socialist Labor Party member, he threw in with the truckers. They want him canceled. Tulsi Gabbard made the horrific mistake of going on Hannity Sunday night. That's why she's trending. She's a former Congress member who's still a Democrat, and suggesting, hey, you know what, if we let these censors continue the way we're go- they're going, we'll live in an authoritarian regime. You wake up the next morning, they're trying to cancel her. Bottom line, these folks aren't us. They're not part of what we are. They're the other side, and the left is gunning for them. By the way, what exactly did Tulsi Gabbard say on Sean Hannity that got her in so much trouble? If we allow these threats to continue and this censorship to continue, the, the power elite to spread their own controlling propaganda... 
We will lose who we are as a country. We will no longer have this democratic republic. We will have a dictatorship that is controlling what people are allowed to hear, what we're allowed to see, and what we're allowed to say. And we will be America no longer. If you enjoy this podcast, please download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y and subscribe. That way you'll know as soon as I upload this podcast every day. And also help me out by sharing it with like-minded friends and family. Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening.